sometimes you think that because people are watching you, you have an obligation to them. But you realize the only thing you have is a responsibility to yourself. This is the Wayward Podcast. Figured it out. I figured it out. I figured it out. You sure did. I'm going to avoid legal snakes by telling people they're being recorded. Brianna, you're being recorded right now. Nice. (laughs) I'm just finishing up my soup. I like it. Yeah. Okay. So we're still, um, hello, listeners. We're still in technical. ah, Drop thing. Uh, we're mm-hmm. we're in um, technical hell, but at least we're talking to each other and able to talking hear to each other. other. And we're attempting to keep up the um, episodes for you, even though it is humanly impossible for Kim and I to be together weekly. So ah. we're doing our best and forgetting about the rest. Fuck balls. That's it. Um, uh, so that's right that of this episode may cut out occasionally and guess what's fun for you is you'll get to fill in the blanks <laughs> <laughs> we're like we're like a podcast mad libs yes oh wouldn't that be fun Just do a whole episode of that <laughs> oh yeah and then yeah 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 i wound up my extremely tight and it ended up shoved all the way into beep. Yeah, I think we could do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and really, so they, you're just talking about groceries or something. Yeah. A rubber band. And I was trying to use it to help get the top of a jar off. Oh, we have. Yes. Oh, wow. All, I, I'm sorry. Also, I'm in my living room because yeah. uh, not my closet. So it doesn't sound very good. And that means you can hear Air Force One, apparently, circling my building. Yeah the fuck oh geez as is in la there it is like snowmageddon here in vancouver there was so much snow yesterday that they shut down all the elementary high schools and universities for the first time ever (gasps) that sounds glorious i'd actually i'm making that up i don't know if it's first time ever but it was the first time in any of my neighbors memories any of my neighbors because i got stuck trying to leave yesterday, even though I'm a very good driver in the snow because I grew up in the prairies, uh, there was a big, thick layer of ice underneath the snow, which I hadn't anticipated. So uh, my wonderful, loving neighbors came and helped me out. And they were all saying, don't remember this much dump, this much of a dump, this much of a dump, I should say. I am jealous. I mean, it's yeah, I know Southern California and I shouldn't be, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm reaching that age in life where I would like seasons. I'd like some seasons. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm with you. I've never, I I like that I can escape to California um, these days and that we all can do that occasionally, but I don't, uh, I like to have an escape. I don't want to live in one season. I would not appreciate it as much, I don't think. No. Um, Yeah. So, um, so we've been, it's uh, January and we have Mm -hmm. not been doing conventions, so We've got to make sure this podcast is still going out there because we are in yep. the public eye, which mm. for me is a weird thing to acknowledge. Um, and so today we want yeah. to talk about is does what kind of responsibility comes with just moving through this world as a human 
And what is your responsibility in public versus what's an obligation that you don't necessarily fucking have to deal with? Oh, that's Tilly. She's very irritated that the cat has chosen to ignore her. So if you hear that, oh, I mean, I'll that's keep you updated on, on the Jack Tilly love <laughs> affair that is supremely Jack okay. Tilly. That sounds like a high profile fashion line. Jack Tilly love affair. Jack Tilly. Yeah. So in terms of like, it's funny. So when I was younger and I used to see famous people in the media doing things that were that they probably didn't, this was before social media, before everybody was being seen constantly all the time. If somebody um, was seen as doing or saying or acting a way that they shouldn't be because they're quote unquote in the public eye, I would always get irritated when somebody would say, I just wanted to be an actor. I didn't sign up to be famous, you know, that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Um, Now there's things now as a grown up person, I'm not going to say as a famous person because I'm only a famous person to certain people. Um, probably not even the people listening to this anymore, which is what I love (laughs) about you all. Um, I am a person perhaps in the public eye, but I feel like we're all in the public eye now. But before I was in the public eye, my, my, my thought was always, but, but you are, you, you can't say that you didn't want to be famous when you signed up to be in this $12 billion movie. Um, you can't, you just can't say that. That's not, that's not true. You kind of did sign up for that. Um, it's a bummer and it's probably a responsibility that you didn't want. And we're, we're hoping that you wouldn't have, and that I can understand because I do think there are people who want to be of service, who want to be inspirational. And there are people who don't, there are people who just want to live their fucking lives. And both of those things I understand. Um, I just think that you have to accept, I do kind of think that when you are in a certain position and that position being, um, of privilege and with a platform, you don't have to say a certain thing, but you do have to recognize that people are listening and watching. Okay. So the difference between acting, uh, well, and that right there for me is the difference between obligation and responsibility. You don't have to do anything, but to Mm -hmm. say you are not being watched is actually denying truth. You're just, you're, you're just saying, oh, well, but, but it's just, it's just, it's just me. And, and if anybody else watches, it's their problem. Yeah. Yes. But at the same yes, time, yes. you can't say nobody's looking at me. Nobody noticed. Yeah. Nobody will see. Yeah. That won't matter to anybody. And it's like, whoa, actually, that will matter to somebody. You or can- it's not even that nobody's watching. It's when you do something negative and then people see, call you out on it and then you go, I didn't do that. You're like, well, it's out there. You did do it. Um, you can choose not to comment on it. Again, that's your choice. But it's kind of the denial, also denying if somebody is offended by it by going, you're not offended. Oh, yes. You, yes. You that can, is, you can absolutely, go ahead. No, that's something that I've, I work 
in terms of the social media awareness, because there are times that people have brought to my awareness, hey, that thing you just Mm -hmm. did is offensive. And my immediate tiny little, oh my gosh, did you break something? You're putting the- No, I'm sorry, I'm so loud. I'm getting a snack, everyone, because I'm still me. Brianna's getting a snack. And she's not at my- I'm getting a- No, I know. So I have to feed myself. It's so hard. I'm just kidding. My husband fed me. I'm getting a grapefruit. Continue. I've found some amazing new snacks, by the way. I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, oh my gosh. And I have a convection oh, oven now. Have to have... Oh, Jesus Christ. I have we have to little love... air fryers and you yes. can make Brazilian cheese bread, uh, a gluten-free Brazilian cheese bread in like 10 minutes. I don't know what that is and I can't wait to discover it. It's brilliant. Um, we have to have snacks at the live show. This is all side note. Oh yes, the live show has to have snacks. I'm 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 uh, I'm buttering up, uh, pun intended, a cookie company. <laughs> See if they'll Woo! give us discounts if we if we become friends with them. I love them very oh, much. I love that. That's a great idea. They'll totally be into that. Okay, that'll anyway, be our friend. Back to what you were saying. Ah, uh, I was saying. Oh, when someone points out, hey, that thing hurt my feelings. That thing you said is hurtful. And my immediate go-to is, well, you didn't understand my intention. Like if my intention is good, then you shouldn't be hurt by what I said. Well, I have to shut that shit down. So that is something that I have grown into by being my little tiny version of a public figure, which is, it's not my job to tell you how you receive it. I cannot tell you to not be offended. I do retain the right to offend you. Like I can look at something and go, Mm -hmm. oh, that hurt your feelings. Well, I guess your feelings are hurt. But Mm -hmm. nine times out of 10, when somebody says, this hurts my feelings, I would prefer to say, well, my intentions are good. So if my intentions are actually good, then maybe Mm -hmm. I don't have to say it anymore. I'm sorry to hurt your feelings and I don't have to do that Mm -hmm. anymore. And that's not mm-hmm. me an obligation. Nobody say, like this is this is where we get into that kind of like um, politically correct. I don't yes, think anybody the has the world. Yeah, I don't think anybody has the right to tell me you can't X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But I do think that I don't have the right to say you can't be offended by X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's where that like um, I have to take responsibility for the way I move through the world, and yeah, if I do shit that hurts people's feelings, I get to look at it and go, oh wow, that's I see how that could happen. I see how that's a victim blaming statement, for instance, or I see how that is a gender exclusive statement, um, mm-hmm. and it costs me nothing to change. If it costs me something to change. Yes. That's what I was going to say. Yes. I will say here is my intention. Here is what I do to move towards my intention. And here is me acknowledging your reaction to that, but I'm choosing to not change. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's like, I think that is, maybe the solution for this very PC world. Now, here's a couple things. So I'm consider myself somebody who moves in the comedy world, right? And in the past, um, my favorite thing would be shock comedy. It's still my favorite thing. However, I have to be careful now, which is fair because 
I also consider myself to be a woman who wants to be of service, who wants to be, who doesn't, I don't feel pressured by that. I feel like that is an easy, joyous thing for me is to help others uh, realize their own authentic authenticity, um, to realize what they have to bring this world is um, perfect in its imperfections. Um, but there is a challenge for me because my authentic self likes to make jokes um, that other people might find offensive. I don't know what those are. There's so, there's too many, I think, for me to list in this episode. Um, and I know a lot of my um, best girlfriends are professional comedians and improvisers, and they find it very challenging right now. And they are very, very outspoken women in the community um, about fem feminism, have put on all kinds of events to make uh, their world, the world of comedy, more inclusive for um, um, women, uh, people identifying as women, um, and uh, so they're definitely not out there to do the thing like I had said before, which is to go, ah, fuck it, deal with your problem, whatever. They yeah. they want to move through this world as easily and to be as inclusive as possible. But do you think it's possible to not offend anybody? <laughs> ah. Like, this is the I, thing that I wonder sometimes is sometimes I put things out there. And inevitably, somebody will be offended. And more often than not, I can comment on the thing by acknowledging somebody's reaction and not apologizing because I have truly, while I sit and look at what has been done and what has been said, for the most part, I can look at it and go, no, I meant no malice from this. It doesn't mean that I haven't learned anything from it. I can take a note. I actually love a note. I like to be corrected about things I fuck up on. Usually those things are things that are new ways of mo moving through the world. Um, walking through my house to go and get my slippers because I'm fucking cold. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So things like like we talked about is like not using uh, gender identifiers, especially for kids. I'm working really hard to do that with Valentina's friends. Um and uh, that means a lot to me because it feels like I become more connected with people. And for me, that's always the qualifier. So especially if something happens and I, for instance, get called out on Twitter for something that I've said or done, um, I go, is my correction of this thing going to connect me with this person or these people? And if the answer is no then it's probably not helping anything. So my responsibility then becomes to go internally going, okay, what, what is my side of the sidewalk to clean up or not clean up? But sometimes I feel like the, um, what is it being coined? Um, uh, like the call out, um, call out culture. We live in a call out culture right now because uh, we're so connected to each other is what is happening is what, when we are calling out people too much, you're not stopping to listening to a, the fact that there's margins of error, people can fuck up and they're not bad people. And B that people might be coming from a totally different place than you're assuming they're coming from. And you've said this many times is that, uh, 
um, you, we all have to be careful to not attach motive to people's actions. Cause oh, yeah. are, um, are simplified. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a very, I think you just articulated again, the difference between responsibility and obligation. A responsibility yeah. is something that I instill in myself. An yeah. obligation is something assigned to me from the outside, or at least something I perceive is assigned to me from the outside. Like right. when someone is offended, it is because of their perspective. Uh-huh. It's not necessarily because of my actions. It's how my action was viewed through their lens. Now, there are some lenses that I choose to have the responsibility to acquaint myself with. I was having a conversation recently with a dear friend of mine who teaches acting class, and she's trying to figure out how to not, how to be inclusive in acting, because it is very common for people of different uh, racial ethnicities to play white people in Tennessee Williams. Right. You know, they aren't caught, like we call it colorblind casting, whoosh, whoosh, air quotes. Mm -hmm. But in fact, it's like, oh, we're, we're, we're doing cross casting. And it is, however, not common for white people to be doing August Wilson plays. Right, 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 right. And so we started having the conversation of how do we address that? And the point is not, I don't want to get into the casting and how do we address that? Because that's a whole different topic. Right. What I said was, wow, this makes me really uncomfortable and I would be inclined to just ignore it. Boom. Um, That to me is the definition of privilege. Mm-hmm. If something makes me uncomfortable and I have the luxury of ignoring it, then yeah. I'm motherfucking privileged. So my responsibility is to, first of all, clock that and say, oh, you know what? There's a bunch of people in this world that don't have the luxury of ignoring what color their skin is mm-hmm. and what color a character is when they play it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's that's. So my responsibility is acknowledging that. Do I have an obligation to? No, Mm -hmm. I'm privileged. Mm -hmm. I could ignore it if I want to. I just don't want to. I don't feel good doing that anymore. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Um, But do you feel like it is your obligation to change things? I feel like it's an obligation. I feel like it is my responsibility to change me. Mm-hmm. I do not have the capability to change anything else because I believe change comes from within. I heard it someplace. It's probably crocheted on a few billion pillows in the world. <laughs> but true change, because it does two things. First of all, if I'm open to learning, then I am less likely to do shit that hurt people's feelings, right? Yes. Absolutely. I'm with you on that. And then I turn it around. And if I'm willing to grow and change, I'm less likely to be offended, which feels like the world has changed. When the world stops insulting me, look, the world's so nice to me now. When really all that happened is that I got a different set of lenses to look Mm -hmm. at the world. No, I feel like the best thing, and I don't get, I don't get offended very easily. It's not, I can't, 
think of the only thing that can is I really find quite offensive is when people lie to me because I feel like I'm so I work so hard to be to move through this world so authentically. I'm like offended by things very easily. So just tell me the truth. You know what I mean? Um, and so when people lie or skirt the truth or, or, um, blow smoke up my ass, I don't care for that shit. But, um, I guess part, sometimes I think that the old me used to think that I didn't get offended by much. So why would other people, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, and so that, that I think led to a lot of my type of, um, comedy. And so that was before, um, lots of stuff, lots of stuff before the me too stuff, before consent is key, lots of the stuff. I'm very quick now when people go now, I don't think anybody has ever said to my face, I'm not super comfortable with that. Honestly, I don't think anybody has, um, maybe behind my back, but not to my face, but I have learned from (laughs) the mistakes of others that, uh, you have to you have to make sure that you're not going to gently hurt somebody's feelings with things that come out of your mouth, and that yeah. is something that I choose to be responsible for. Nobody has made me be responsible for that. It's also often like that. You mentioned call out culture. Uh-huh. You did this. I had. I'm I'm going to share an experience I had recently where I was next to a conversation that was going on. And in this Mm. conversation, the male told the female she was scary. And Mm. they can and the and the female was like, "Mm mm-hmm, yeah, I'm just gonna shut that down right now. And did it get and they but they didn't and the male kind of pressed her to saying, No, but you are scary. You're scary. And she's like, I'm not gonna and and I interjected and I almost never do this, but I said, Do you realize that to me, and I just went back to my, I, I said, to me, the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is fear. So when someone tells me that I'm scary, what they're telling me is that I'm not lovable. And that's actually a really painful thing to hear sometimes. Mm. And the guy just shut Like it shut him down for a second. And that wasn't my purpose. My purpose wasn't to say, shut up. You're being a dick. Mm -hmm. I'm calling you out. I'm calling you out for Mm -hmm. assigning her or this or assigning. I just wanted to be like, can I just maybe butt in here and explain to you what might be happening? And it went away. And I've never, I've never stood up for somebody like that when it was none of my business. I've never interjected in a conversation like that when it wasn't my business, but it felt so right to do in that moment because it wasn't a, you're being a misogynistic douchebag and you don't have the right to define her as that. I did quote you though, after he, he, like he stepped away and I said, my friend Brianna says all the time, just cause you're scared of me. Doesn't make me scary. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. But, uh, but it felt like if we could just do that on a global scale of mm-hmm. instead of saying you're wrong, maybe just reinterpreting, having the responsibility of mm. reinterpreting it so that it can be heard. Because all the time I say, what's the point of having a message if you can't phrase it in a way that it's heard? You know, if I'm yes. out there offending people left, right and center, 
it's highly unlikely that my message of universal love and brotherhood is going to be received. Exactly. Like all, sometimes I feel like I do think that people need to be called out occasionally because they are unaware that people are listening or they're unaware that they're, they just need a reminder that what they are trying to do is unite people. Um, just reminding them, I guess that's not my job, but sometimes I guess, you know, some people like to make it their job, me, me, me included sometimes. But um, what I think the call-out culture actually starts doing is it starts dividing us more. Oh, yeah. It, it starts going you against me. And no matter who's right or who's wrong, all it's doing is it's creating um, uh, reactions that are based in um, defensiveness. And what do people do when they're defensive? They're, they fight. Yeah, uh, you know, and so all it's doing is creating more war. So what what's actually what's being solved by the call of culture? That's, I don't know. And so when you and I'm not I'm not saying I'm completely against it. I'm just saying, like, it is creating more divisiveness. Well, that was that was back wrapping back around when you say, do you feel like you have an obligation to change things? Mm-hmm. I, 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 I. I have a responsibility to focus on the solution and what mm-hmm. I'm authentically capable of doing to move towards a solution. And mm-hmm. to me, the word solution means what feels better, genuinely, in my deep, yeah. honest, loving, mushy core, what feels better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we don't all do it the same way. I mean, I certainly don't move women's rights forward in the same way as even you do. Like, that's why we make a great pair. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But there is definitely, I think, a responsibility that comes when you know people are watching you to just honor the fact that you're you're being watched and everybody yes. is in this culture today. If you have an if you have a Facebook, someone's watching you. Exactly. Everybody's being watched. If we can all wrap our heads around the idea that we're all being watched and therefore we all have to be responsible for how we move through this earth, through this universe, through this world, um, we might have a better chance of getting along. But uh, I'd say that perhaps instead of looking at being responsible for our words and actions as an obligation, choose to think of them as a responsibility. And when you do feel the need to call out somebody for their um, actions, reactions, and words, maybe try to do it first from a position of assuming that person meant the best. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, why not choose to think First, that that person meant for the best instead of thinking that person was malicious in their intent. So let's try that. Oh, that's going to be a challenge. I get a lot of helpful advice about raising my child. It's very hard for me to assume that those people mean for the best, but I'm going to practice. Yeah. And and you know what? If I fail, then I'm going to practice some more. Boom. That's how you get good at something. Yay. We did good. Well, I love you, Brianna Buckmaster. I love you, Kim Rhodes. I love you too, people listening. I hope you heard any of this. Yay, team. 